This is Digital Pathology Today. Now here's your host, Dr. Joseph Anderson. Welcome to this very special edition of Digital Pathology Today. I'm Joe Anderson. Today we're going to be recapping Pathology Visions 2020, the premier meeting in digital pathology, which is of course put on by the Digital Pathology Association. We're talking with Abby Norris, the executive director of the DPA, as well as Michael Rivers of Rose Tissue Diagnostics and the current president of the Digital Pathology Association. Abby and Michael were of course instrumental in organizing and putting on this year's meeting. If there's one theme that's emerging, I think it's that digital pathology is real. It's here with us now, and it's the reality of the practice of medicine in 2020. Changes in terms of adoption and innovation are only being accelerated by vast improvements in technology and artificial intelligence applications. And of course, the global pandemic has certainly accelerated the adoption, specifically of remote sign-out of actual patient cases in clinical practice. This episode of Digital Pathology Today has been brought to you in part by JAV Advisors. With over 16 years' experience, JAV Advisors focuses on business and management consulting for digital pathology and artificial intelligence in deployment within histology, pathology, and cytology laboratories throughout the world. Call 213-258-6268 for more information. J.A.V. Advisors. Abby Norris and Michael Rivers, thank you so much for being with us, and congratulations on a wonderful Pathology Visions meeting this year. Tell us, Abby, maybe a, a history of Digital Pathology Association and the history of this meeting, Path Visions. The DPA is a nonprofit organization which was founded in 2009 by Dirk Sunkson. We currently represent over 2,000 members comprised of healthcare professionals, pathologists, scientists, technology, technologists, as well as the industry leaders, companies, manufacturers such as Broche. Quite a unique collaboration, having both the users and the, the manufacturers coming together to be able to collaborate and, and push the industry forward. So our mission is to facilitate awareness, education, and adoption of digital pathology and AI applications in healthcare and life sciences, with our ultimate goal being to improve patient care. Pathology Visions is the DPA's annual meeting. This year did mark our 11th annual meeting, and we continue to see this meeting grow from year to year. This was our highest attended meeting to date, which was really wonderful to see, especially having switched from an in-person to a virtual meeting. That's wonderful. Now, Michael, how about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. It sounds like you're, you're at Roche, also uh, integral in the planning of the Pathology Visions meeting. Yes, uh, Joe, thanks for the opportunity to uh, come on the podcast and talk to you a little bit. Um, yeah, again, my name is Mike Rivers. I'm, I'm the uh, head of digital pathology at Roche Diagnostics, but, uh, but also I'm serving as the president of the Digital Pathology Association and uh, so have been uh, honored to be and privileged to be part of um, putting this meeting together this year. And, you know, Abby did a great job of describing the Digital Pathology Association and uh, the Pathology Visions meeting um you know it's it's a the meeting is such an important opportunity for us we're we're really um focused on driving forward the adoption of digital pathology globally i think we have a, a wonderfully committed group of uh of members um as abby said both from industry and from the professional side that are really highly engaged uh, in this and we weren't sure what to expect this year moving to a virtual meeting but have been really pleased with the um 
uh, not only the attendance, but also just with the quality of the content. Some really uh, great content in, in both clinical as well as research and education tracks from key opinion leaders all over the world um, uh, that I, I think has really proved over the last four days to, to, to provide a, an excellent experience for everybody who attended. It's not surprising that that attendance would only be going up and up and up as we drive towards the adoption of digital pathology. And of course, there's more and more applications surrounding DigiPath as well. So maybe could you give us an overview of this year's meeting? Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe start and then Abby, please uh, jump in with some details. We always want to focus on both the innovation, the new technology coming, as well as the very practical kind of clinical implementation and adoption of digital pathology. So we had as usual, two parallel tracks, a, a clinical track as, as well as a, you know, an innovation, you know, research and education oriented track. I think what, what really stands out to me, I, I think there was a lot of fantastic uh, content on using digital pathology for remote sign out, for primary diagnosis, for particularly in the time of COVID-19 when there's so much focus on telemedicine on how and on how to um, apply that in pathology, I, I just think this was very practical, very useful. They had some really current information from, uh, from leaders that are, that are adopting that. And then on the innovation side, just the explosion of artificial intelligence and the applications of that uh, for pathology images. It was everywhere. Uh, there were kind of new use cases, unique opportunities to impact the pathology workflow, to bring new medical value insights for patient stratification, uh, for therapies, et cetera. Just some really, really exciting advances that I think will continue to accelerate the adoption of digital pathology. Abby, what would you, what would you add about the uh, content? Ironically enough, our theme this year, even pre-COVID, pre-having to switch to virtual, was through the prism of innovation. And that's really what Pathology Visions is about. Practical, as Michael mentioned, but also the innovation. And that being our, our tagline and our theme for the year, the program committee really did an excellent job providing attendees with the best possible experience following that theme. A wide array of educational content and industry showcases, especially showcasing those new innovations, as well as the, the many scientific poster presentations that we had as well, really highlighted that innovation theme. Two tracks, uh, innovation as well as uh, clinical. Abby alluded to the response from the attendees. So is there any uh, takeaways or any early feedback you've been getting? And you know, as organizers of the meeting, you folks must have your pulse on kind of the needs and wants and where people are on the, in, lear in the learning curve as well as the adoption curve uh, for digital pathology. Uh, so kind of what, what was your sense on the uh, pulse of the room, so to speak, this year? I'm really pleased overall with how the virtual approach worked. I think there was a little bit of nervousness, understandably, with that. You know, certainly people are disappointed at not being able to network face-to-face. -face. And, and while I think there are some nice online tools to, to kind of facilitate that, it's that experience is going to be perhaps less than it, uh, than it could be. But aside from that, there was such great effort, I think, put into creating wonderful virtual content that is on demand and, in fact, is on demand for another three months for everybody. So anybody listening who, who did not attend could still register and attend and have the benefit of all the content. So it just kind of opens up some new possibilities for us, I think, as we're getting the, the word out you know, making connections and helping people understand how they can adopt this technology. And I think the feedback we've been getting really, really supports that. You know, this is this is an element that even, 
you know, post-COVID, I think people are going to want to see this in the event in the future. So it really opens up some new opportunities for us and new ways, as we were saying, to, to reach more people, which is exciting. Abby, what do you think about any early feedback you've gotten from attendees or kind of the mood or overall tone of the meeting? Um, overall feedback has been quite positive. You know, I'm personally pleased with how the meeting went, especially being you know our first virtual annual meeting. Attendees seem to be pleased with the content that was provided, absolutely, as well as the ability to still engage with each other, network, obviously not the same as, as face-to-face. Obviously, face-to-face interaction or facilitates better interaction. The virtual setting really gives attendees the freedom to view the presentations on their own time. They don't have to worry about running from session to session and picking which one they want to attend. They also still had better interaction during the live Q&A sessions. It allowed for, for them to have more time to engage with speakers as opposed to feeling rushed in those last few minutes when on site to, to speak with them and then go to the next session. I really do think that it really worked out well for attendees. And as Michael said, I just want to reiterate, all of these sessions will still be available on demand for attendees to view for the next 90 days. Um, and then they'll be available for members throughout the years to come. It really worked out in our favor, I think. So was there anything that was maybe unexpected or surprised you about this year's meeting? I mean, obviously we're amidst this global pandemic and I mean, my sense or my take would be um, maybe pathologists were thrown into the deep end, so to speak, in terms of needing to sign out cases remotely, maybe uh, more sooner than they expected. Uh, so was there anything surprising uh, this year, Michael? you highlight the pandemic. I mean, that certainly was was unexpected and, and uh, created a lot of opportunity for us to be agile and, and flexible in our approach. I think in terms of the meeting itself, you know, we had an idea of how the content would flow. Maybe not unexpected, but but very gratifying for me to see, having, having now been to many of these over the last several years, digital pathology is real. It, it is here. You know, we're not talking so much about future opportunities or future future potential. We're really talking about what people are doing today, now, in, uh, in their labs and, and in their uh, institutions. Yes, there's still a lot of work to do, and, and there's still a lot of folks that are kind of on the outside looking in and, and kind of thinking about implementation here. But there are just so many um, that are jumping into the deep end um, with this. And I, I, I think it's a wonderful time to be able to share those experiences and, and best practices and so forth when all of a sudden we, we have this catalyst of this global pandemic to drive interest and, and kind of need for implementation. So again, maybe not a, a shock for sure, but, but really gratifying to see um, the momentum and, and the movement toward true adoption of digital pathology. Abby, what do you think? Anything that surprised you? Nothing major surprised me in terms of the meeting itself. You know, in terms of how this may be um, different from year to year, obviously having switched to virtual is a big change due due to the global pandemic. But it really opened the door for the DPA and for Pathology Visions, provided an opportunity for us to really push digital pathology forward, provide that catalyst, as Michael referred to, um, it's no longer just theoretical. We're really able to, to get more speed behind us in terms of, of pushing adoption and especially now working on the whole remote signouts. That was a big theme within our conference this year, and it really worked in our favor for digital pathology and the DPA. This episode of Digital Pathology Today has been brought to you in part by DJT Solutions. 
your single source for all your digital pathology requirements, from consultation services to system requirements, including installation, training, and life cycle support. Since 1995, DJT Solutions, we are your best choice for your best results. Digital pathology is real. It's here is what I'm hearing from both of you, which I think is fantastic. So what do you think are some key themes that have emerged? Remote sign out, pathologists developing and implementing tools in their laboratory for remote sign out. And then obviously, as technology improves and accelerates, artificial intelligence is a huge theme. What proportion of the focus is on each of those themes? And are there any sub-themes that are emerging now as, as these uh, domains mature? And there's is there anything else that was a hot topic of discussion this year? You, you summarized it well, and I think actually our organization, or the way that we organize the conference is set up well to capture these, right? In the clinical track, we really are talking about remote sign-out and implementation and so forth, and then, then in the uh, research and education track, a lot more about the AI. And I think just, just a little bit more about the artificial intelligence piece. To me, what's exciting, it's, it's, um, it is AI, but it's AI kind of for everything. There's workflow um, applications using natural language processing to find the literature that, that supports what you might want to do or supports treatment objectives for patients. So it's clinical decision support kind of beyond just image processing um, and a lot of work on image processing and applying deep learning. Um, in new ways to uh, both immunohistochemistry, multiplex, um, but also to H&E. So a lot, of, a lot of exciting advancements in AI. I think the one other comment I'd make of kind of additional themes, we had for, I think, the third or fourth time in a row, uh, maybe more, our Connectathon, where we're really promoting practical interoperability between systems. And we had record participation from both scanner manufacturers uh, to archive, uh, vendor neutral archive manufacturers, viewers, software viewers, and even uh, a software that is, is being used to train an AI pipeline and, and showing the interconnectedness and being able to pass ICOM images for pathology successfully through all of those different products from different vendors, that's exciting because I think that interoperability is really important for those institutions that are looking to adopt digital pathology and, and don't want to get kind of locked into a single solution. And we're really making significant progress there. So I was I was quite excited to see the ongoing progress there in DICOM and overall interoperability. 10 or 15 years ago when it was more of a pie in the sky type thing, that was less of a concern. But now that, you know, digital pathology is here, I think interoperability is going to be a huge deal, especially for people who have yet to to implement something, you know, where they want all their systems to be able to interface with each other, as well as them being able to share content with their with uh, other collaborating pathologists. Now, Abby, what, what about you uh, in terms of uh, themes that you saw emerging or sub-themes under the rubrics of uh, implementation on the one hand and then AI and other applications on the other? I would say, unsurprisingly, a major theme from this year's conference was, you know, related to the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as using remote sign-out. That was a, a theme in multiple sessions, whether it was one of our educational sessions or it was a vendor showcase, perhaps. Um, as well as our regulatory and standards task force, who has been working really hard to collect, you know, real world data on remote sign out and implementing this post pandemic. So we don't see that go away. 
and as well as the Connectathon, as Michael mentioned, this is our, our third or fourth in a row, and it's always a, a hot topic in terms of attendance and thing that is really important to everyone involved in the field. We had an international panel that actually discussed you know, the remote sign-out or the COVID-19 pandemic and how people in other countries are utilizing software, this, this digital pathology remotely, and how they're managing this pandemic as opposed to just, you know, the, those in the U.S. And that was a really interesting session to be a part of. Well, Abby Norris and Michael Rivers, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, now, just before we wrap up, I know the dust is just settling on this year's session, but what's what's gotten you excited uh, and getting the juices flowing for next year? How is this going to be even bigger and better next year? I am so excited to see the growth in our membership, the passion and commitment from our members, and just the energy, even when we're not able to be in the same room together talking about these topics and, and seeing the progress. And so when I look forward to next year, Abby just referenced the regulatory task force. I just think we're going to see so much progress, again, in taking some of these really exciting technologies out of the research realm and moving them into the clinic. We're going to see more artificial intelligence algorithms that are really robust and ready for prime time. We're going to see them implemented in practice. We're going to see more uh, broad adoption and great experience and success with uh, remote sign out and case sharing and so forth. So we're heading in the right direction as we move down this path toward uh, digital pathology adoption and transformation of, of tissue diagnostics. I am really looking forward to next year's meeting and having been a part of this association and this meeting for for a few years now, most of its duration really, it's so great to see the growth and the progress and the engagement that come from it. And just year to year, there's more more attendees, more enriching content, more engagement amongst amongst the attendees and more excitement. There's been a lot of individuals who have been to this meeting from the beginning when it was really just theoretical. And now in these later meetings, it's actually real. It's here. And I know we addressed that earlier. And it's really great to see that through the conference itself. And so next year, hopefully in Las Vegas is when we're planned to be in October 17th to the 19th. And I'm really looking forward to engaging with attendees there and continuing the, the growth of the digital pathology field. Well, Abby and Michael, thank you so much for being with us, and congratulations to both of you on a wonderful meeting this year. Our guests have been Abby Norris and Michael Rivers from the Digital Pathology Association. We'll see you next time on Digital Pathology Today. This has been Digital Pathology Today. Please be sure to subscribe. Thanks for listening.